Welcome back to another episode of the Casey Campbell podcast. Casey Campbell with you, of course. And we are pleased to be joined once again by the final money car winner at the Southern Nationals, Bob Tasca III, um, of course, driver of the Motorcraft, a Ford Mustang funny car. How's it going, man? Very good. Hey, hey, listen, we're on a roll. We um, were able to pull off that, uh, that last win there in Atlanta. A little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, and um, a whole lot of hard work, and we're able to come out of there with the uh with the trophy so obviously great stop for our team uh, but we have a lot of work ahead of us it's a really long season the points we set after Indy so you know this this thing is uh, just starting to, to ramp up but it's great to be racing in front of sold out crowds and you know have the fan energy in the pits and you know it just feels like life's getting back to normal yeah, that, you you bring up a good point there because I, I mean I just as I told you earlier I just got off with got off a call with Antron and he literally said the same thing you know Atlanta Dragway was packed I know it was the last event and so you know you so you had so you had that but what was it like to just go out there and you know race in front of a a, a packed house at the final Southern Nationals in Atlanta? You know, hey, a lot of great memories there. You know, it. Uh... It's a shame to see it, um, you know, be the last race, but, you know, definitely wanted to win, win the last one. And, you know, there's other tracks that NHRA is, is talking to that, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll make an announcement next year. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's life, right? Everything's got a beginning, a middle and an end. And, you know, unfortunately for, for that racetrack, uh, it, it was the end and, you know, thrilled to, to get out of there with the trophy. I think it was, you know, a little bittersweet, but uh, that's what it is. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's how things evolve. And, you know, looking, looking forward, not back. There's a, a bunch of uh, great races ahead of us that we're coming into the, the four wide in Charlotte, which is next weekend. And then we go right to Houston. Uh, so this season for NHRA is really going to start to crank up now. So I know that, you know, your team has been on a roll and, you know, I mean, the, you know, the people that you've put together in the last few years, since you returned to full-time competition back in 2018, as you know, the progress that your team has made has just been incredible. What what's been what's it been like to you know put together a crew like this to you know go after wins and be on the hot start that you guys are hey, on now? It's, it's it's taken a lot of time. You know, I had a, a good friend of mine, a young driver, come up to me in the winner's circle and said, "Pastor, you're, you're making it look easy." And I laughed. I said, "Well, you were still in diapers when I was getting beat up out here every single weekend." You know, this it's not about this doesn't take, you know, weeks or races. It takes years to, to yeah. be able to surround yourself with the right talent. The talent pool out here is, is so thin. You know, the guys that really know how to tune these cars is there's only a handful that win consistently. You know, anyone can win once, but to win consistently, there's only a handful of guys that do it. Uh, you know, obviously very fortunate to have Mike Neff and John Schaefer you know, um, you know, tune in our motorcraft car because they're certainly as a, as a tandem, you know, they're as good as anybody that's done it. And then they have to surround themselves with the right talent, you know, and, and, you know, again, every guy in our team, you know, from the guy that does the tires all the way up to Mike and John, you know, a very skilled, um, very seasoned group of, of men on this race car. And, and you see it, you see it in the consistency and I don't know if there's been a time, it's been building over the last couple of years where you've seen funny car racing as tight as it is right now. Yeah. I mean, 
You win first round in Gainesville against Hagen by a thou. Uh, I've won a couple more races by a couple thousands, and then the finals against Force by by three thou. Yeah. You know, these are cars going 330 miles an hour, right? So it it takes every detail. There is no detail that is is too small. Uh, that's unimportant when you when you're racing these nitro funny cars now and you know it's uh we've just been very fortunate you know you, you looked at that race in atlanta and you know we had we had some luck when we needed it we had some when, some skill when we had to have it and most importantly we just gave ourselves a chance and that's what i think that we've really done you know in this you know short three races so far this year uh we've put ourselves in a position to win Obviously, we're not going to win all of them. I can tell you this, though. This team goes into every single race expecting to win. Uh, we have all the parts and pieces and talent to win. Uh, but you're not going to win all of them. But you really want to put yourself in a position where you have that chance to win all of them. And, and that's what I think we've done very well. And, you know, I give all the credit to, to, to the guys on that car. I mean, you know, they just put me in a position as a driver uh, that I got a shot to win, it, right? And that's all you can ask for. And, you know, Mike and John, you know, they, they make big horsepower. The car runs big speed. All year we've run big speed. So we know we have the power to go out there and, and, and run with the best of them. And we certainly show that we're capable of doing that. Yeah, of course. I know that, you know, last time we talked, we, you know, we kind of went into, I know that, you know, the development of, you know, cars and, you know, funny cars and, you know, electrification funny cars, something we kind of talked about last time you were on and something that Ford's been working on. What's that been like to be a part of that project? And what, are, what can people expect about that? Because it's like, when people talk about it, it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Oh, it's, it's exciting. You know, NHRA announced the Summit Electric Series and, yeah. you know, there's more details to come as far as, you know, what the rules are with that series. And I think they're even looking at a more advanced series where, you know, you can really showcase uh, the, the full onslaught of what electrification can bring to drag racing. Uh, just to be able to be involved with it, you know, it's, it's you know, this is the beginning, right? How many times you get to be involved with something at the, the very beginning of its development? And, uh, you know, the electric Cobra Jet, I think it's shown everybody in, you know, a, a regular Mustang body and chassis, there's nothing fancy with it. It goes out there and runs low eight seconds um, you know, at, at over 160 miles an hour. So it's, uh, it's incredible what it can do. I think what's also great about our sport of drag racing is that, you know, whether you talk about NASCAR, IndyCar, or Formula One, you know, do they switch completely to electric and it ends traditional? Uh, what, is the, what is the step in that process where in drag racing, I see electrification being another class. You know, you got Nitro funny car, you got pro stock, you got pro stock bike, and you're going to have an electric class. And that class is going to evolve and it's going to certainly turn some heads as the technology continues to evolve. Now, when you're going to see an electric funny car outrun a nitro funny car, I'll probably be retired, Casey, by the time that happens, but I'm not going to rule it out because, again, it really doesn't come down to whether or not they can build the power. You know, these electric engines can, can you know, match what we do in this nitro car it's the weight ratio right so how many batteries and what's the weight trade-off to, to power you know do you have to find that balance so that's a long ways down the road but seeing seven second 
electric cars running up and down the racetrack. I mean, that that's right around the corner uh, for us to be able to see that. Yeah. I, I know, I mean, speaking of, you know, involvement and, you know, new things, um, of course, you know, Ford was part of, of a big announcement yesterday with, of course, the NASCAR next-gen cars. Seeming like, you know, looking at those kinds of cars, looking at streets, those things, they look really like an actual car, like, you know, the Ford Mustang looks like the actual Mustang that people actually drive. What's it like to, you know, to see that kind of out there? And, you know, especially that, that Ford Mustang looked pretty good yesterday. Oh, it looked awesome. I actually tweeted. I said, do I get to drive it uh, with a question mark? It's, uh, it's awesome. It's a, it's a great step in the right direction. Uh, it really brings the brand uh, into the sport. Um, but no, I thought it looked fabulous. And, um, you know, I know I, I, I took Joey Logano to town on the drag strip. Um, I told him I would return the favor to him and uh, I'd try my luck going around in circles. I'm sure he'd take me to town pretty good out there. Uh, but no, I'd love to drive it. It looks awesome. I think the fans are going to love it. At a glance, it looks like a Mustang. And, you know, that's, you know, again, I'm not going to uh, say that they call our cars funny for a reason, right? They kind of look like funny cars. But, you know, that was a big part of what we wanted to design into our Mustang. And when you look at it from the nose, it's, you know, it's at, at a glance. You can tell it's a Mustang. Um, you know, clearly that NASCAR took it to the next level. Uh, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I know that, you know, of, of course, um, you know, with, without, with your kids doing all the activities, I know one of your kids plays hockey, I think. What's that? Yeah, a couple. All four of them played. I got three of them still playing, uh, but they, they, they're hockey nuts, my kids. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, they are. Of course, um, it, was a, it was fun, you know, talking, you know, going to a lot of these things. And of course, they're in junior dragsters, uh, drag racing as well. Do you think any of them could want to be interested in that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess down the road, I mean, for me, it's about priorities for them at school and um, getting a good education and, you know, playing sports. It's harder to, to, to really take advantage of junior drag racing in Rhode Island because the closest track is New Hampshire. And that's a you know, that's a pretty short season between uh, summer and winter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they, they love racing. I mean, they, they, they love it probably more than I would want them to love it at this point in time. They're, they're negotiating with me constantly about uh, skipping school to go to a race. So, um, you know, it's in our blood. It's certainly, you know, my grandfather started racing back in the 60s. And I don't see Tasca uh, getting out of NHRA drag racing anytime soon. I got four boys behind me and you know, I'm sure if I turn the keys over, at least three of them would be bumping me out of the car right now. So um, I have, I'm having too much fun driving. So they're either going to have to find their own sponsorship or wait until uh, uh, I don't want to drive anymore. Although, heck, John Force at 72 years old, he made it look easy this past weekend. And, you know, it was uh, it was pretty awesome to race him in the finals. There's nobody that I get up more for than John Force. I mean, he's the uh, he's done more in this sport than anyone ever will, uh, in, in certainly our lifetimes. Uh, but uh, at his age, and for him to be able to compete out there, uh, that was not an easy final round, no. and we won it by an eyelash. Uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. You know, the fun continues next week. You guys are going to the you know four wide racing down in Charlotte. What's that going to be like, you know, for you? Because four wide racing has always been fun since it was introduced a few years ago. 
And I know you won the four wide at Vegas. It's uh, going to make yeah, it. I've always wanted to win one. Now I'm going to say I always want to win two of them. Um, it's, it's definitely one of the hardest races to win all year. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to beat two guys in the first two rounds to get to the finals when normally you only have to beat one person, right? And then in the finals, you're going to beat three of, of arguably the best cars of the weekend, right? So it's, um, it's a very challenging race to win. Uh, you know, certainly we were very fortunate in Vegas, came out of there with the win. Uh, we have full expectation to roll into Charlotte and do everything we can to, to win it, to win that one. Um, you know, it's a great racetrack, great race surface. Uh, normally the weather this time of year isn't that hot. So you can see some really record setting times. Uh, but when you have a car running as good as our Motocraft Mustangs running, you can't wait to get back in it, right? So um, I can't wait to get to Charlotte and see what this team can do there. All right. Bob Tasca the third. thank you so much for coming on again. Good luck in a few weeks at Charlotte. Thank you very much.